Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears, formerly Commodity Watch Radio, hosted in association with Mindsight. I'm Dominic Frisbee and over the next couple of shows we're going to be talking property. We'll be talking to renegade economist Fred Harrison, author, investor and programme favourite Michael Hampton. But we start with a short interview recorded earlier in the summer with Ed Mead of estate agent Douglas and Gordon. If you're a subscriber to the show, please let me know if you've had any subscription problems after the name change, although you shouldn't have had. If you don't already subscribe, please do. We don't post shows regularly, so it's the best way of making sure you get a show as soon as it's uploaded. And please, if you like the show, leave some feedback on iTunes, as I believe that gets the programme up the rankings. Anyway, let's talk property. Ed Mead is Director of Sales for Douglas & Gordon, an upmarket chain of estate agents operating in some of the better parts of London. He's the Sunday Times property expert and has appeared on Channel 4, Channel 5, Sky, Radio 4, Radio 5, and now at the pinnacle of his career on Commodity Watch Radio. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming on. Um, bull or bear? Well, Dominic, that's a vital question, isn't it? I think having always been an optimist, I've managed to turn myself over the last 18 months into a pessimist. And standing in that position now, I would say I'm a very thin bull at the moment. So not as pessimistic as you once were. You're seeing some green shoots. Uh, Have you noticed, has the market picked up in the last three or four months? Well, the market has definitely picked up in terms of volumes. I'm, it's, it's, it's a very difficult market to operate in. We have 12 offices across the whole of London, and it's, and it, or across the whole of central London. And this, this has not been a currency arbitrage issue. It's not an issue of people coming in with, with euros against a cheap mm-hmm. pound or anything like that. Uh, what we're finding is that it's the, it's the middle market, the market where people still have jobs, reasonable salaries, uh, that's the market. So in other words, you're talking about the middle market. So really in central London, it's anywhere between sort of 250,000 and a couple of million. That sounds like a lot, but in London, that's the sort of middle of the market. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and that's at the very top of the market, that's with your currency arbitrage. Is, uh, is there a lot of foreign money coming in and buying? Or? Well, there has been quite a lot of foreign money coming in, but that is looking for bargains. Okay. That's money that's, that's investment money, where people in lots of other countries have found it just as difficult to know where to invest their money as we have. And mm-hmm. they've been coming here because the currency has made it very very tempting for them to do so. So there has been some activity there, and then it's been slower in the in the middle range. There has, there has been activity, but it's been very, very thin. I mean, bear in mind that the last 18 months has produced a market where, in London, volumes are down 70 75%. That's an enormous amount. Absolutely. Prices are down about 20%. So if you add in the currency arbitrage, there's an enormous amount. Of, there's an enormous benefit for people coming over to spend money, particularly from Euroland. But it's been very thin, even though they've been coming over. Traditionally, in central London, I'm talking about Chelsea, Kensington, Knightsbridge, these yeah. sort of areas, 60 to 65 percent of the of the buyers have been foreign. 
in this market over the last 18 months, I would have said that figure is even higher than that. I would have said it's sort of 75, 80 percent okay. of the buyers we've been seeing. I mean, in the office we're sitting now recording this, they speak seven languages. And if I was to open that door over there, you wouldn't hear them talking any English, I can tell you. <laughs> and um, has the market been better um, in, in, for family houses or for flats or where, where is what, what is selling well it's very it's selling? it's very difficult to be precise about what's selling what what we found is that provided you've got the first variable of any property transaction covered location we all know that everyone says you know what do you need is location 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 we all know that the first one is location so that's as important as ever what becomes very important in a difficult market is condition what people don't want to do is buy a property and then have to spend more money on it in a good market people don't care they're mm. very happy they, don't, they just want a property and they'll spend money knowing it's going to go up in value so at the moment people are very worried so it's it depends what it is if it's something that's in demand and that at the moment does tend to be yes the family houses uh, one bedroom flats there's always been a shortage of those people want those sort of things but it doesn't really matter as long as it's priced right and in good condition and in the right location it'll sell at the moment and would you say we're at uh, 2006 levels price wise well I would have said we're a little bit earlier than that actually but again it does depend slightly as I said on where you are I think the the average drop I spoke about of 20% was an average there are some people for whom there's been very little drop you know new built flats with a good size, secure, with underground parking and perhaps a view, but that's not vital. Those have hardly moved at all in value. I'm surprised. I thought new builds certainly out of... Out no, of I'm talking about a very specific sort of property. Okay. I'm talking about something in right in the centre of London. Now, I'm okay. not talking about the overpopulated sort of riverside type okay. stuff, which is... I'm talking about location. The problem with riverside stuff, most of it is location. It's a long way from tube stations. Yeah. It's a long way from public transport. I'm talking about the stuff in the centre of London. Good family houses in good condition, one-bedroom flats. These are the sort of things that are shifting, but it's very location and condition dependent. Okay. But uh, volumes down 60 or 70%, that means a lot of agents are going to be struggling at the moment. Well, a lot of agents have been struggling, and I mean, a lot of people will be surprised they haven't seen more uh, for sale signs going up inside mm -hmm. the actual estate agents' doors. But what you'll find is that the estate agents that used to have three or four people operating in their branch now have one man who closes the door behind him when he goes on a viewing. <laughs> now, I remember um, the crash of 1989 to 94. I was a student at the time, and one of the things that characterised that crash. Uh, was the spate of repossessions. Now, that's something we haven't seen, I guess, largely down to uh, the interest rates being so low. Do you think that's something we might see further down the road? Well, we might. I mean, as you say, at the moment, the cost of debt is so low that people can afford to hang on to their properties. Mm. I also think that what's happened is that the, the demand in the market has returned somewhat just at a time when some of the repossessions might be appearing. So mm. at the moment, an awful lot of banks, if they're getting repossessed properties, they're finding they can sell them at pretty much market value, not at significantly reduced value. Yeah. So you're not getting the sort of publicity that you used to get for these sort of things. W were you an agent in 19 I very much so. I've been an agent since, since the late 70s, so I've, seen it, uh, I've okay. seen it twice before this. So it's, it's, and it always lasts a lot longer than people think it is. So I'm pretty convinced that this thing we're in now is bumping along a little bit. I do not see a V-shaped recovery. I think we're in a W with a lot of bottoms to the W going along. Okay. And, and how does this one compare to the other two? Um, well, it's very different from the point of view of interest rates. I think what's, what's happening seems to be happening much more slowly um, mm. because of the, the drag effect of the low cost of debt. People have not felt themselves, they haven't felt the, the need to go for precipitative action in terms of their, their, yeah. their property affairs. So I think this is just going to be a lot slower, more protracted. Uh, what I do think is different, well, what I would say perhaps what's similar and what's good is that it, it does appear that the 
level of volumes has bottomed out. I really do think that we're now in a situation where, from an agent's point of view, we're not likely to see volumes staying as low. People want to get on with their lives. Um, it's more a question of there being a little bit, little bit of variation in prices over the next two or three months. And what do you think is the biggest driver of property prices? Well, you know, any economist will tell you it's supply and demand. I mean, just to give you an idea of where we're at right at the moment, uh, at Douglas and Gordon, we've got twice as many buyers registered on our books and half as many properties as we had this time last year. So it is always simple supply and demand okay. that is the driver, obviously. D- um, if I was to say credit or easy credit, I mean, that kind of drives the supply and demand. Well, it does. I mean, again, you're sort of talking to the wrong person if you want a national view, obviously, yeah. because I'm talking about London. Yeah. And, and the 12 offices we have in London, the, the areas are well represented by people who have jobs, mm-hmm. have money, and have, well, they're well-paid jobs. Um, so they're able to put significant deposits. But having... One thing we're very fed up with in the estate agency business is hearing government, and particularly the banks, talking about, yes, 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 we're open for business. You know, I deal with a lot of developers uh, who own land banks, and they are not able to fund these things. They're not able to fund them. There's no development funding. I mean, HSBC have been have been blithely telling everyone they have six billion, six billion euros to lend. I don't think I can't see any evidence of them lending any of it. And that's just one example. And that's not even a government rescue bank. So, it's very difficult to see how this situation is going to change all round until credit is loosened up. Have you got a lot of cash buyers and, and does your ca- is your number of cash buyers higher or lower than say a year ago and three years ago? Well as a proportion our cash buyers as a proportion of our total sales is much higher than it was because obviously in the past you'd have an awful lot of mortgage mortgaged people and a few now transactions are down so far the cash buyers represent but in represent a bigger percentage of the buyer of the deals we're doing but there aren't that many more of them around no one likes doing cash deals they always like to have a little bit of credit it's in the system it's very much ingrained in people's psyche if you've got the money in a deposit you can still get it if you haven't forget it and why do you think you've got... F- have you actually got um, fewer properties on your books than you did a year ago? Yes, we've got a lot. We've got half the number of properties on our books. Is that because people don't want to sell at these low prices? Or Yes, I think a lot of people don't want to sell because prices are low. I think a lot of people think, because the press is beginning to get a bit more positive about the property market, that they're going to get more for their property if they wait. Personally, I think they'll be disappointed if they wait. <laughs> Well, it's not often you hear an estate agent saying that, but uh, but good stuff. Do you believe in property cycles? Have you heard of Fred Harrison's 18-year property cycle? Is that something you're aware of? Well, I haven't, but but I I certainly believe things things that go up will come down. I don't believe that, uh, well, because I've been doing this for 30 years, I've mm-hmm. seen that there are cycles. Whether it's an 18-year cycle, I would have said my, my gut instinct would tell me, given that I've seen three of these... I think it's I 14 said, years up, four years down, is what he says. Yeah, well, that doesn't sound too far off the mark. I mean, I was here at the end of the 70s, caught, the sort of, caught that, that one, mm-hmm. caught the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. So it doesn't sound, you know, 91 to 2008, 9. Mm. He sounds like he's got it about right. But uh, I've got no idea with these things. It always sounds to me like it's more like luck than judgment. Was it a bubble or was it just an overheated market? Um, I think it was... Um, I think it was an overheated market. I think the government made lots of decisions. I think the arrival of the non-doms in central London was like throwing a large brick into a pond. It just created ripples which turned... And I mean, I need to paraphrase that really, or, or, or to at least set it against the backdrop of the fact that London's a very unusual market. Central London is not driven from the bottom up. It's a market that's pulled from the top up. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the country and in London tends to be driven by first-time buyers and everyone moves up the ladder. In London, people aspire to own bigger properties. 
So when you get people in Chelsea who previously were looking at one and a half, two million pound houses in the, two, in the mid-2000s, suddenly when the non-DOM started arriving, the demand for those houses was huge. They doubled in two years. So the people that were previously paying one and a half million pounds for a house in Chelsea were forced to go to Fulham and Wandsworth. So prices, some of the nice areas in those, some of the nice houses in those areas suddenly went up enormously. That's what changed everything. Mm-hmm. You suddenly got areas outside the centre of London that were, that were very frothy, which had never been before. So I think that was an overheating market um, rather than necessarily a bubble. And um, you basically see some jagged sideways action going forward. Um, what would be the? What would you like to see? What conditions would you like to see in place uh, for uh, a new bull market in property to resume? Well, I wouldn't like to see a bull market, but bearing in mind one wants to see normal growth. It's simple. It's just a question of the credit markets beginning to open up, people being able to get mortgages easily. Uh, the signs are there that it's beginning, beginning to happen. The aforementioned HSBC Bank are offering 5% deposits nationwide. Are One or two of the banks are beginning to do that. I'm sure they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't feel we were somewhere near the bottom of the cycle in terms of prices. Are you buying or selling any property at the moment? I've just bought a house in Wandsworth, actually, <laughs> to say. But then again, I've just got married, so I'm starting afresh. And that's the important thing to remember about property. It's your home. It's not just an investment. Well, absolutely right. And um, perhaps that was one of the reasons why the market became so overheated, because people no longer regarded it as just a home. How's the lettings market at the moment? Well, the lettings market for us at Douglas & Gordon is an interesting thing. Our sales market is pretty much middle market. Our lettings market is and has been for 50 years the top end. And what is very interesting for us is that it's a very good uh, telltale pointer to what's happening in the city. And we're beginning to rent some of these three to £5,000 a week houses again to some of the big players in the city. Now, that's a very sure sign that people in the city are re-employing because that has been completely absent for the last 18 months, that market. The rents are down overall in, a, across the whole of central London. They're down an average of about 20 to 30%, which is interesting. It's quite two, a lot. Well, it is quite a lot, and you'd, you'd normally think that the rental and the sales markets would be counter-cyclical. Yeah. Intuitively, you'd think that. But the fact is they're both down about the same amount, which is staggering, really. Mm-hmm. Probably, because rents never rose to the same extent that, 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 that... Well, they did, but they stopped really just post 9-11. In about 2002, they peaked, and they've been coming down really ever since. But that's, that's got an awful lot to do with the fact that, that everyone wanted... Well, certainly in the last 18 months, it's had to do with the fact that, um, of course, a lot of people haven't been able to sell their properties, mm-hmm. so they put them on the market to rent. So, so the lower end of the market has, has come down just as much as the top end of the market. The top end, there's been no demand. The bottom end, there's been too much supply. So it's a very strange equation. But I think we're seeing... We're definitely seeing the return of some of the big players in the city, which is, which is a very interesting... Um, and they're not buying, they're renting. They're buying, they're, they're renting at the moment, but they, what they normally tend to do is to rent for a year or two, and then whilst they're doing that, they'll be looking around to buy. Do you want to give out the website for Douglas and Gordon in case anyone is uh, looking? It's pretty straightforward. If you, want to, if you want to know what's going on, there are market reports there as well as lots and lots, and lots of properties, um, www.douglasandgordon.com. I will just give you a little plug. Um, you send out, it's either a monthly or a quarterly... Um, newsletter mm-hmm. giving an overview of the market and you write a little uh, editorial there and it's very good so it's worth signing up for. Good, thank you. Good luck in Wandsworth, you're a neighbour of mine where, where I won't ask you on air where, where you're moving to but uh, congratulations on your marriage and Ed Mead, thank you very much. Thank you. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. 
To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 